Hi, Mason, and welcome to a very special episode of The Market on the 9320 Player. I'm delighted today to be joined by author, journalist, and connoisseur of some of the finest music of the modern era, Mr. Graham Hunter. Good morning, sir. It's nice to hear that C word used in relation to me. I'm pleased with that, connoisseur. I like that word. And, and you know, yeah. I don't use it very often, but I certainly feel <laughs> as though I've got a connoisseur on the podcast. We share a passion. We share a passion. And yeah. Weller's to in Europe again, thank goodness. So. Yes, we will, afterwards we'll speak about meeting in Barcelona to do that gig. Beautiful, beautiful. Listen, I've got you here because Barcelona, not the city, Barcelona, the football club. Uh, I mean, I feel as though the, the, the world of Barcelona and the world of Manchester City has been intrinsically linked since, well, since before Guardiola, really, since Soriano and Bagaristan landed uh, in Manchester, more so after Pep arrived. And yeah, there's just a lot of conversation around Barcelona that finds itself back in Manchester somehow. So those are the things that, that I'd like to discuss with you. But before we do that, I sent you a, a WhatsApp last week because... I'm very interested in the young boy, Gabri Vega, who plays for Celta Vigo, I believe. Now, from what I understand as of yesterday evening, I believe that Per Guardiola is going to be the boy's agent. Can you tell us a little bit about his background, his development, his emergence? What kind of a footballer is he? Sure, Ace. I mean, he's, first of all, he's really interesting because you can see that there's both... Um, relatively raw talent and tremendous pace um, but also a sense of adventure um, he's one of these footballers who um, has got a, a, a decent processing brain in terms of decisions made on the ball in matches far from perfect this is his breakthrough season in fact you'd honestly say that it's probably his his break breakthrough three four months um so there's a lot of refining to be done and anybody who doesn't understand that or who watches him in clips and misses that then is in in for shock but th there shouldn't be any question about the fact that a he's got very good technical ability b he's quick c he's he's not afraid of anything he's a really daring footballer and and the the final point would be that although I still emphasize that there's there would be um, a lot of development to come, really, at w whatever big club um, his next step takes him to. But let's say, hypothetically, for 40 million euros at City, mm -hmm. there would be a lot he'd, he'd need to be taught about um, Pep Guardiola's rules, his ideas. Um, Gabby is not, you know, he's not a natural weakling, but there would need to be, you know, a coming to terms with the size of players in the Premier League, the, the types of challenges. So I don't, I, I simply want to avoid um, letting my enthusiasm for a, a player who gets you on the edge of your seat um, override the fact that this is, a very early stage in his career and you, you mentioned Ace a little bit about tell us about him. He his the explosiveness of his development in the last four months has taken a back 
lots of people who coached him in the youth system. He's a, he's a, he's Galician. He's mm-hmm. from you know relatively near Vigo. Vigo Celta is his is is the club. No question. Is this about his it. first season in the first team? It's his first season of being anything like um, a regular. Okay. And it's his. It's not just his breakthrough season in terms of um, establishing himself in the first team at Celta Vigo. It's it's the first time that anybody at the club has really believed that he's. Uh, no, people at the club. I'm going to say it clearly. People at the club have been surprised. He's always been a footballer who, in the academy levels, showed as having um, an, an ability to play in several different positions. All all of them creative or attacking, but he's played across the midfield. He can play as an out and out winger in a four three three. It, it's more often the case that he's the wide player in a four four two, but he's actually at junior ages played at Pivotti. And these things emphasise that in football terms, he's got a decent football brain. However, coach after coach that looked after him in development years said that he was one of the crowd. He was not a standout player at youth level Mm. the way that he stands out in the last four months. There has been an explosion in terms of his his confidence, his impact. I think it's helped him a lot. Daily contact with Iago Aspas. Um, it's very clear they've got a connection. It's also very clear that even in matches, you can see Iago Aspas um, tipping him off when he's made a, a, a rash or slightly self-centered decision. Now, Iago Aspas is the is the king of Celta. Yeah. And as such, he'll tip all of them off, including the coach and the president at times. But um, Vega's, I, I, I'd be a liar, Ace, if I said I specifically know why these last few months have been so explosive. And I'm not 100% sure in a club that's been threatened with relegation, that's had a number of coaches this season, I'm not, I'm not 100% certain that anybody could give you a guaranteed explanation about why it's been so um, it's been so marked a change in him, but I'll go back. Anybody who listens to this pod and goes and seeks out extended footage of Gabby Vega or watches, if your audience won't just be in Britain, obviously, but if in Britain you can watch the league on Viaplay, you go and watch him. You'll see what I'm talking about. There, there is something that makes you wrapped with attention when he gets on the ball because he's always looking to do something. Mm. He's not particularly error prone. Mm-hmm. He's got the pace to go by people. And I go back to my word about him being there. He sees gaps. Um, he, he He's beginning to learn to trick a defender into come near me and I'll, and I'll run past you. If you don't come near me, um, I'll stop, turn, build up speed, and then you won't catch me. He's, he's beginning to use the tricks that he's, he's been born with quite smartly and and that makes him exciting and listen you made a point about Pera there's been I couldn't guarantee to you that Pera has got Gabby Vega's signature it's only now there we went it's only a week since they did have a meeting yeah um there were a few of age he fell out he left 
the agents that he'd been with for a long time because they are the agents who um, held um, Dennis Suarez's um, interests, Yago Aspas's interests. They were involved with those and Gabby Vega and a number of other Celta players. But they took a youngster from the Celta Academy to Real Madrid. And this youngster was supposed to be the cream of the crop. Um, he's, he's younger than Gabby Vega. And they took him to Real Madrid where he's flourishing. And Mourinho, the president of Celta Vigo, was so irate that he began issuing warnings to all the players that were with this agency that, that they had to leave the agency. Gabby Vega did. Um, Dennis Suarez, who, who's now, who, who is now at Espanol and will go to Villarreal, was was literally um, taken out of the first team squad and made to sit in the stand by President Mourinho at Celta because he, he wouldn't leave the, the agency that, that did this. So Gabby Vega left that agency and that's the reason that, meanwhile, his sister has been looking after his interests. It's, it's clear that he's going to need um, professional representation. And there's been a massive queue, a massive queue of either individuals or agency groups courting him. Now, I would bet that, that Pera Guardiola is in the, in the best situation. And because I know Pera, I would say that the kid would be well advised to, to go with him. And that wouldn't help the thing that's on your mind and on, every, on the mind of everybody listening to the podcast about is he, is he city material? Mm, I guess... I guess the way I kind of view it, I, I think that. So I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw, but the the guy who looks after City's scouting in South America did an interview in the summer talking about Enzo Fernandez uh, around the time that Enzo moved to Chelsea, and yeah. and this guy I don't I, I don't remember his name, but he basically said when City did the Julian Alvarez deal, they could have signed Enzo Fernandez at the time for like 10 million euros. And they chose not mm -hmm. to because they felt that there wasn't an immediate pathway for him into the first team. And then subsequently, the market for centre midfield players has absolutely exploded. I think mainly because of the fee that Enzo has gone for, the touted fee for Bellingham, the touted fee for Alexis, it feels as though that market is going to be very, very, very expensive. Do you think, because of Vega's release clause, do you think that there's a, and I'm not just talking City here, in general, there's a sense that, hang on, in the current market, we could get a bargain in this kid, even at 40 million? I, I think mostly you already know the answer to that. The answer is yes. G given what he's looked like over the last four months, if you could extrapolate from that and say, well, we're pretty sure that because of physique and mentality, we're going to get that over the next four years, then 40 million is a massive investment. I have to point out that Gabby Vega is, is nothing like Alexis or Enzo or, or Bellingham. He, he bears almost no relation to any of them. The player, and I, I don't want people to think um, badly of this comparison because he's not nearly as advanced, but the player you've got that he most resembles is Foden. Um, he, he is not as advanced as Phil Foden. Mm -hmm. Let me be crystal clear about that. <laughs> but in terms of um, size, speed, attacking potential, um, relentlessness, which parts of the pitch he would most often feature in. That's where Gabby Vega um, stands out. Um, he's got 
absolutely no correlation to Bellingham or to um, Enzo. Now, Alexis, you wouldn't immediately see similarities, but I, I will emphasise that when I was last um, down at Brighton, um, just interview Adam Lalana for the big interview. Lalana spoke utterly rivetingly about McAllister and said people have still to this day got no idea about his potential. Wow. And Lalana said that Alexis, you you could literally change him between six or seven positions and he'd instantly adapt. Adam Lalana's attitude towards Alexis was far above what he thinks of even um, Taisedo, for example, or Matumo. I mean, it, there's been an increase since the World Cup in in the Japanese's profile, but mm. you know, Lalana was a big fan of him, and yet he says McAllister has got still more, and and therefore I admit that from what. I told you about um, Vega's ability in the academy teams to be multi-positional. I wonder, and this is speculation, is when when you're a grown up in a man's game and um, you're you have his talents. For example, I don't think you can replicate playing Gabriel Vega Pivotti in the man's game. I don't think, although. Pep has proved all of us to be, you know, like years behind him in the the in where he asks certain players to perform. He sees things differently. He teaches them. He he is endlessly uh, uh, risk friendly. Although he would he would say that you know it's not a massive risk because he thinks he understands what he's asking a footballer to do. But the yeah, I don't need you. You don't need me to, to, to point out how many times you've seen players transformed or asked to do a different role at Manchester City, and therefore I reserve that I reserve the right to be wrong in favour of the team and plays him at centre back or something. Well, but I, I I don't think that there's an absolute correlation with McAllister, but he's the most there's the most similarity there of the three that you you talked about. Um. So I want to talk about Barca and Te- Tebas, but very quickly because you brought Bellingham up. Because mm. um, mm. in, in England, inside of the Premier League bubble, obviously Jude has an incredible um, amount of hype around him and a touted transfer fee that that kind of matches that hype. Outside of the Premier League bubble, What's the view on Jude Bellingham? Is he is he really that player? Like when we talk about a world record fee for a centre midfield player, when we talk about, you know, I mean, whether it be Liverpool or it be City or it be Chelsea, the feeling is, well, this is a transformational signing even at 19 years old. Is that view held outside of England? And I think um, I just... I can only answer that probably if I get a bit pedantic about one of your words because you used the word hype. And I know what hype is. And I don't think I've seen anything surrounding Bellingham that's hype. Okay. But my understanding about his... his I mean, I when I was um, working with Bet365 and asking them to... Or they were asking me opinions. They asked me for a revelation player and I named him, I think, when he was 15 or 16 because I'd been tipped off by 
a Spaniard who was in the Birmingham squad at the time. So my emotions about Bellingham have been high for a long time. And as you as you go on, you um, I speak to people who have interviewed him, both in German and in English. I speak to people who who know his, his family well. Um, I talk to people who are experts on Dortmund. And my eyes have proven over my career not to be too faulty. And he's extraordinary, I think. Literally mm. extraordinary. What it, was the phrase you used? Is a generational changing of the guard, or what? What did you say? Yeah, because transformational. Uh, yeah, transformational. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now, if you're asking me, because the word hype, whether the the, the media, the television, or the or the newspapers across Europe are um, as fixated on Bellingham and as detailed in their understanding of him as would be the case in England. And obviously, no, because of how he plays for the England national team, etc. But in terms of the um, the clubs, he's he's completely out of bus on his orbit, so let's forget that. There isn't another club in um, Spain that would compare to the idea of going to City Liverpool for him, except for Madrid, who... who very, very keenly want him to be part of a midfield with Camavinga and Chalmany and Valverde. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.